You are listening to the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen with Brent and Jerry. Oh, it's unextraordinary. God dang, but what? Of course, it makes sense now. Thought it was a little braggy at first, but now I read it correctly and it's unextraordinary. See what they did? See what they did with the thing and the un at the beginning? I get it. Get it now. Boy, it's a whole new twist on it there. I gotta gotta sort of mentally prepare for the for the comedy stylings of the un at the beginning of the word. A podcast about writing by two guys who never have. Episode two. Episode two. I'm Jerry. And I'm Brent. We are the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, very much on the un. Don't forget the un. Right. It would upset Scott if we uh, did forget the, the un part. Yes, that and it would make us sound pretentious, and then you would, well, I don't know, if you buy our books because we're pretentious, let us know, and we'll drop the un. Right. Yes, but first we have to finish said books. Correct. So speaking of which, uh, last week you said uh, you kind of promised everybody something. Yes, and promptly forgot my laptop. Great. Right. However, I did write. Did um, you? I did write, yes. Uh, tossed off about 750 words, um, about three times. So it's, it's not actually 2,100 words. It was 750 words edited and rearranged a few times. And uh, pretty much now I have a, an opening, you know, the idea for the opening. Uh, it'll probably need, you know, it's still first draft. I think anything that I haven't left for at least a month, you know, when I edit it is still first draft. And I have no idea how that background noise is going to affect this podcast recording. Here in the Lug Studios, somebody has decided to, uh, to perform something. Yes, so. they're operating the scroll saw. Ah, that's okay. Yep. We'll let everyone wonder what that means, but yes, here in the studios, there's a scroll saw, scroll saw being operated on. Yep. So uh, yes, we write the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> they're making more pa- more papyrus for us. Yes, papyrus. No, they're uh, they're working on the letters in blocks that we're gonna <laughs> set into our little wood typesetting thing for when we chisel out on the stone. <laughs> we're old school here. Yep. So seven hundred fifty words is actually fifteen square feet of stone if you've ever mapped it out. So how did it go for you? Was it easier yet to struggle like you have been even with the concept of your book? Uh, it was easy. I knew I knew what I wanted it to be, so getting into it was easy. Making it good, a lot of editing, that was not as easy. But uh, I knew what I wanted. I had an idea already, so this was kind of like a first and a half draft. Ah, uh, okay. But it was good to get started. Yep, it was good to get started. Um, I'm going to need to write lots of scenes that aren't contiguous with this one. Uh, but uh, I got the, the basic concepts in there, and I've already discovered some things, like you said, characters and even objects tend to write themselves. Uh, so I've already discovered some things that I didn't know about my world and the characters in it, even in 750 words, which, for those of you that think that's a really teeny number, uh, it's it's about two paperback pages. Yeah. So it's 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 not exactly. I didn't write like you know three sentences and I was done. Yeah, three hundred fifty words is about an average paperback page. Page, right? Yeah. yeah. So seven hundred fifty words about two paperback pages. No, that's great. It's great. Yep. It, it's a good and, start. Yeah, it's is uh, you're more of an exploratory writer, uh, discovery writer. As you write, things just kind of unfold to you, and I've kind mm-hmm. of gone that way too. Except. 
as I mentioned, this the, my recent project, I've decided to outline it to death, and it seems to be working for me, so I'm going to stick with it for this project and then maybe explore it for others. Yeah, I intend to do some outlining um, simply because, you know, the idea of the, the story needs a place to go, and if I just write and write and write, it'll wander without ever going anywhere. Right. Um, I mean, you know, imagine... The Lord of the Rings, if nobody had a destination, they just walked. You know, it's like they got this whole world to wander in. They, you know, it's like it, it wouldn't have been a trilogy. It would have been a couple hundred books. Um, now, for me, getting mm-hmm. words on the page of something I promised myself I would do, like the next chapter, or just to finish out that scene, it kind of releases a floodgate, and then I don't stop. Are you, is that happening now? It's like, oh, okay, good. Got something down, and oh, man, that's a really good idea. Like you said, it more characters popped up. So I need to have someone do this, and I need to have the main hero interact with this way, or I gotta have this here for him to do. It gives me ideas, and uh, getting those ideas onto paper is still difficult. Um, I think something that might be worth talking about is where and how we write. Um, I don't really have like a little monk's cave I can go hide in to go write, and I think that's one of the problems. You know that I run into. There's every place I write. I also do other things. Mm-hmm. And you get distracted by those other things. I, I can be distracted by those other things. Yeah, that the I don't necessarily need a place, but the big impediment for me is the internet. I will, and I've read. A, there's a blog I love to read. Uh, it's called The Intern Speaks, and it's about an intern. It's written by an intern uh, in the publishing world just calls herself the intern and she talks about herself in the third person great blog you can find a link on our website but uh, anyway she talks about places to write a little bit and and how you ha- how we have them and do we have them and where's the weirdest place we've written but for me I don't need a place I just need my laptop or my notes and sometimes not even that I just need something to write down but when I log on to my laptop my first instinct is to open up the browser Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that what'll happen is I'll come across something. It's like I should research that, and so I'll pop on the internet yes. to research it. Yes, absolutely. Do five minutes worth of research and fifty-five minutes worth of nothing productive. And then, then fifteen web pages later, right? <laughs> you're reading about kittens. Yeah, which you know could be research, but uh, it wasn't directly related to my writing task. So the the research part um, nukes it. You know, it just kills my flow. Yep. Now, Wikipedia is good for that. I use Wikipedia for junk food information. And next thing I know, I've clicked 15 links down, and I'm somewhere where I was and shouldn't have been. Yeah, I'm an intellectual snob. I refuse to look at Wikipedia. I hate Wikipedia. I find their, I find the article bad, but if you go right down to the bottom of the resources, those are solid. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. I mean, I found that the the more important, you know, the information or the more controversial, the less accurate it is, and that yes. just bothers me. Yeah. Even when I'm looking up something that they're probably 100% accurate on, so I just tend to go look for it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so when I'm looking for my resources, um, the other thing is I don't I don't even like Google a lot because uh, Google find, finds uh, anything that's commercially viable. That's what their their whole algorithm is based around. So when I'm doing research, I tend to look for scholarly sources. 
Yeah. But you know what? We just hit a rat hole. We can do research maybe next or in another podcast, but you were talking about places to write. Places to write, yeah. Um, and I just, your screensaver just popped up and said, you should be writing. Yes. Yes. Uh, I need that too. Um, places to write. Right now, um, I write on my couch where I sit to do most everything else I do on the computer there. Um, I also write here in our lug studio. Um, the advantage here is that I don't have a Wi-Fi connection. Yep. Um, the disadvantage is there are people to talk to and I can get up and go out the door at any time. Now, mind you, I can do that anywhere, but if I had like a, a room at my house, there's nobody in my house but my cat, and although he talks a lot, um, he doesn't distract me very much because I still don't know what he's saying. Yeah, and I, uh, I primarily write at work uh, during my breaks or lunch hour or lunch 30 minutes. And uh, my wife fortunately gives me two hours at home, but I have two very young kids, uh, so that those two hours get interrupted frequently. Mm-hmm. But I'm still able, I still manage to knock something out and, and move along. I may not be able to bull like a, a Stephen King or a Brandon Sanderson or someone like that be able to do great swaths of the work, but I'm not a professional yet. I'm, this is not my, uh, my income. I don't, my eight-hour workday is not dedicated to this. Right. So, um, time blocks go along with where. It's like, do you need a dedicated time to say, this is my time to write, or can you just find yourself having an hour and sit down and write? Or do you need to set it up ahead of time? For me, I need to set it up ahead of time. It, you know, uh, personally, I don't. I, uh, a little bit about myself, I, I come from the military. I spent a few years there. So my entire life, up until the age of like 32 was military so I'm very disciplined I can discipline myself to do something when and where it needs to be done Uh, so that is not necessarily important the problem is I have so many other things going on in my life I do have to set aside the time I'd very much rather have like all the time during the day i.e. a professional writer an eight-hour day and be able to do it but still I would be more goal-oriented uh, and that comes from both my military background and currently as a project manager, setting goals, accomplishing, uh, accomplishing those goals within whatever time. So let's say I need to have 4,000 words done this month. Okay, I do it. Whether I do it in a week or whether I do it a day or I take all the time, I, all the, the whole block of time to do it, that's what, it would need. that's what I do. So just for an example, I, I'm more goal-oriented than I am. Two hours, knock out 700 words. No, what I what for instance I was going to mention I, I this is where NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month comes very much in, into play for me, and somebody in the studio was having a fist fight. It sounds like, but uh, no, nah, it's just one very loud voice. So we'll just pause for a second. Let's pause until Barry's done. What was that? Yeah. And that's where Nano Nano Rimo comes in for me is that it sets it very quickly creates a goal for you. Right. Fifty thousand words in a month breaks down to something like sixteen hundred words a day, sixteen seventeen hundred words a day. Yep. Uh, and I've signed up for Camp Camp Nano Rimo, the 
that they're now doing it in July. So you get it two times a month, uh, two times a year, July and November. Hmm. Uh, so that was cool. I, I signed up. I'm going to do it this time, and I'm going to put in 50,000 words in my book. Will it finish it? Probably not. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I estimate it's going to be about a 300-page novel. That's around 100,000 words or so. But 50,000 50, is a good chunk. It's a good way towards it. Will it be perfect? Because I, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like NaNoWriMo. But you know what? It, it gets you goal-oriented. It gets you towards something. Right. Um, so even if you write fifty thousand words that are mostly crap, you might have ten thousand gems in there. And and you said the word I you know I was hoping there was going to be a lead in because, um, J. A. Conrad, if you don't read his blog, you need to. He talks about that. Remember how last week we talked about all that spam that was starting to hit the bookshelves? Yep. He brings a level of uh, a level of logic and reasoning to it that just you can't revolve. And basically, what he says is there has always been crap. There will always be crap. So what do you do? Don't write crap. Right. Said again, let the readers decide what's crap and what's not. They will figure out they are smart enough. How many crap published books, real paper books, do we buy? I know I bought some. really seriously regretted it. Yeah, there's been a few that have actually gone out of my way to burn. Yep. So... (laughs) Right there. I mean, bottom line is, if you're going to be an author, and whether you self-publish or, or uh, go traditional publishing, the point is, don't write crap. Right. But yet, you have to understand as writers, your first draft is going to be crap. You're not yep. going to be able to take that nano rhino thing and publish it. It'll be the raw fabric of what you'll build upon. But yeah, so that's me. I am, I'm more goal-oriented. Okay. Yeah, I, I find that um, I set small goals and I can reach them, but if I don't have a goal right in front of me when I go to sit and write, I won't accomplish much. I, uh, I may accomplish a lot, but it's, that's more the, the exception. That's a rarity. I need to have a goal set, like, okay, uh, Thursday, I'm gonna write this scene. I know I'm, I've got time on Thursday, so Thursday I need to write this scene. So that gives me my goals to you know on a short-term basis. NaNoWriMo should be good. I mean, it's just a, a nice target of words. Um, probably what I should do, because uh, Scrivener allows me. Scrivener is the tool I use to write. Um, it does allow me to set other goals, even session goals. You know, I can just stick that up there, and um, you know, it won't be like a, a time clock for a runner or anything. I won't be constantly looking at it. But um, I'll be able to look at it and say, okay, this day I didn't meet my goal, this day I did, what was the difference between those? Right, you get your work targets, you can, you can, if for a session, you can establish a session goal, mm-hmm. and it only does word count, or you can establish like uh, several sessions. Right, you know, I can, uh, I can set up, uh, well, I've got uh, my novel set up in parts, so I can say each part needs to be this big, and I can write those parts, and if I tend to shuffle things around, um, you know, there's there's no problem with that. The parts can just be uh, chronological as far as when I'm writing, not as part of the book. I can have, you know, I can say part one is chapters one, three, seven, fourteen, and eleven, and write them like that. And then, uh, you know, part one needs to be twenty thousand words. You know, and then part two is chapters two, four, five, you know, and so forth, and write them that way. But it'll let me do goals. Um, and I probably need to do that. At least uh, I need to set up a session goal. Uh, 
for instance, NaNoWriMo is looking at 1,600 words per day. Uh, so how many words per hour does that work out to? 200 words per hour if you write for eight hours a day. Uh, all right, let's do the math here real quick and yeah. pull out a calculator because I can't do math in my head. Well, I, just did the math. I just did the math in the head, 200 per About hour. About 208. Yeah, so what, is that, uh, what does that come out to as a, a reasonable goal? You know, it's like, what if we don't write eight hours a day? You know, do we still look at that that is a, a reasonable goal, 200 words an hour, or should we be looking at a higher number? Oh, I don't know. Uh, um, to me, I know that it's taken me two hours to do 1,600 words. Okay. Um, I, or it, and conversely, it's taken all day just to get 100 words down. All right. See, so I got uh, those 750 words done in little over an hour. See? It, and that has to do, there is some, some element to... Yeah. Uh, but is that is that a peak thing? Or do you think uh, you think I should set like a 500 words per hour goal? So if I say I got, all right, I got two hours to write today, let's set a thousand words and see how that goes. Well, here's the thing. The big problem is, is that you and I don't have a deadline to meet to have a book published. Okay, so there's no, I'm, and I'm, I'm channeling my project manager here. Mm -hmm. We don't have a hard deadline of a, of a published date to meet. And backwards planning that out, you don't know when the novel's supposed to be done. So I would say, I would first argue, we have to say when our books are going to be complete. And then from there, you can plan out, okay, that's going to be done. i got to have the, this done by this time, this done by this time. Breaking it down to the hour, I don't know. Uh, Clearly, when you sit down to write and you can able to chunk out 700 words in 30 minutes, yes, you're, you're in the zone, you're running, and why stop? Keep going until you have to be somewhere or something physically stops you. But I would also tell you that any job, like right, like my real career in your piano teaching and, and other people's real career, is hard work. Some days you're on, some days you're off. Just like writing, some days you're going to be on, some days you're going to be off. Right. But at the end of the day... You have to meet that established goal that you've set for yourself. So if you want to publish a 100,000-word book in a year, what does that come out to? How many words a month do you have to produce? Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's for me, that's, and using that word produce is, is the difference. We always say, I have to write, I have to get down, I have to create. Okay, look at it from another way. You have to produce it. You are the production uh, you're the production line, and you have to sit down and, and actually manufacture the words on paper. So what does that production rate look like on a daily, weekly, month, quarterly, monthly, quarterly basis within that year? Right. I understand that. The thing I think uh, we need to look at is uh, the fact that we're not established writers. Um, what do established writers do for their goals? What are, you know, what's their output per hour on an average basis? Um, I mean, certainly there's going to be days where I'm going to put out a, a thousand words in an hour and it's going to be, you know, nice. Uh, there's going to be days when I put out 400 words and 374 need to be cut. Um, those are, you know, those variances uh, average out over time. So that, uh, you know, a professional writer, someone who's done this, you know, if the publisher says, uh, we need to, you know, get the, I need, I need your first draft by November, you know, end of, end of the month, you know, the professional writer says, all right, well, I know what my output is 
this is, you know, he doesn't say, all right, here's the amount of time I'm going to divide it up. He says, all right, I know what my average output is. Here's much, you know, here's how much time I need to put into it to reach that right. goal. Um, and uh, that's where I'm searching. I don't know. I, I, you know, I can set a goal, but uh, it's just a, a blue sky, you know, pin, you know, you dark know thrown at the map kind of thing, kind of goal. Well then, well then, I think for your next for the next week, what you should do is set what the goal you've already met, seven hundred and fifty, and see if you can't do that every day for the next seven days. Okay. If it becomes difficult, then you know seven hundred and fifty may be too much. Or if it's easy, then maybe it wasn't enough. Right. But I think one key problem what I what I did Nano Rimo last year, the November element, I only got twenty thousand pages, twenty thousand words into my fifty thousand goal, but I quickly realized that I can't do a novel. That was the epic I was, I eventually, well, what I eventually realized was going to be epic, but what I fully realized is that I couldn't do this without an outline. So I stopped, took a couple months, outlined the thing, started again, and then, oh, this is going to be an epic, much bigger than my skills allowing me, and then that's when I brought up this other project idea. Uh, but so for now, I think I can meet the 50,000. But my point is, is that, um, yeah. what was my point? Again, apparently it wasn't important enough for me to remember and continue rambling on. But my point is, is that uh, try the 750, see what it gets you, how comfortable that felt. And even on the day where you're like, this is not working, I don't know enough about, write 750 words. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before on unrecorded podcasts, how... Uh, how you should just write something, even if the the scene or the part you're writing is not contiguous or just something. Get it down, get it going. Yep, even if you're just uh, writing, I don't know what to say next, this is kind of stupid, here, oh, look, my fingers are moving, my fourth looks a little stiff, I wonder if it's sore. Yeah, even if you're doing something, you are at least exercising the, the writing muscle. Um, I remember that when we were uh, learning journaling way back in, must have been junior high school. Um, the teacher said you had to write a page a day, and, and uh, it was okay if you wrote, I hate this assignment, I hate this assignment, I hate this assignment, I hate this assignment, you know, throughout the entire page. That was good. Leaving the page blank was not. <laughs> so, yeah, so writing something, 750 pages for, uh, or seven, 750 for each day that I'm able to write because there are days when I don't have writing time scheduled. Yeah, obviously, a day or two or whatever it turns out to be that you don't have, you can't write. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can find time to write in most of my schedule. Um, I just need to set it up and make sure that I'm capable of you know, moving into that mode. Because um, if I say, oh, I have an hour break in between lessons, that's not an hour to write. It might be half an hour. If I, you know, was really set up, but there's different mindsets, and it takes, you know, it takes time to get into the mindset. I had to teach that to uh, one of my managers, who thought that everything could be interrupted instantly, and if it took you ten minutes to do five different activities, then you should be able to do all of those activities in an hour, even if they interrupted you every ninety seconds, and you know. They didn't understand that it takes time to get into that mode where you can, you know, knock something out in ten minutes. You know, my seven hundred fifty word per minute mode 
I can't just sit down in front of the keyboard and rip that out at any given moment. Right. I have to be thinking about my writing, I have to be focused on it, and no distractions. Yeah, during the, I don't need a warm-up period. Maybe I need a few minutes to kind of review notes where I was and then jump into it. But I, it is very difficult if, if during that hour if I'm writing and my kid comes up to me or my wife talks to me, I, I'll lose it. Right. And then I have to restart again and then start and go back. Yeah, it's not just distractions that take you away from your writing. It's just enough of a distraction to keep you out of the mindset. Um, it takes a, you know, it takes a, a cool down. I have to relax to where I'm ready to write. You know, if I'm just in the middle of something else. Um, I used to run into the same problem in college, you know. Uh, I, I started leaving 15 minutes earlier because I needed that extra few minutes before class started to just cool down after a 45-minute commute. Right, yeah. My notes were absolutely illegible my first hour. But, you know, you have to be careful with that because then you can use it as another distraction. Say, exactly. Look, I, I, just, I need 30 minutes today to get ready to get in that mode. So I'm just going to surf the Internet on subjects. It's like, no, no, no. Don't fool yourself. And, and I've found for myself, at least, is that uh, that warm-up period is shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's almost to the point now where I can just jump right back from where I left off. Yeah, I don't need to so much set it as uh, I need 15 minutes to do this, I need 10 minutes to do that. I just need to make sure that when I am go into the writing mode, however long it takes, 30 seconds or 10 minutes before I start actually producing something, that there's nothing dragging me away during that time. Right, right, exactly. Uh, so that's why I, I need to find the, the time. The place is probably going to be here in the studio. Um, that's the, the easiest place for me because there's no internet here. Uh, with the door closed, people tend not to interrupt me. Um, so I need... Uh, and no Eve online. And no Eve online. Um, no Warhammer miniatures staring at me saying, please paint me. Um, nothing like that. It's just... Uh, I'm able to focus more on it. Uh, distractions at that point are self-created. I don't get too many outside distractions. Right. right. And uh, that's just a matter of self-discipline, which I'm pretty good with. Well, uh, we managed to cover the last 30 minutes pretty heavily. I think uh, so. While on one subject. Normally we like to have a couple subjects in there, but we did pretty good with, this, with only one. Um, so... I guess let's wrap up for our goals for the week that we'll come back and report back to the audience on. Uh, for me, I will have 11,000 words done as part of camp, my camping uh, adventure here. Uh, so I'll give you all that, uh, that update, <clears throat> see how that's going. I'm a little, a little nervous about that, but mm -hmm. uh, that'll be my promise. So uh, Brent, what do you got? Well, uh, I managed to write something last time, just uh, you know, saying that I had to. So if I'm basing that on my 750 words in an hour, I should be able to easily, I think, um, we'll examine it, but I should be able to get 10 hours worth of writing in. So um, let's call it 7,500 words and see where it goes from there. All right. So slightly smaller than your goal, but, uh, you know, respectably close. We're in the same order of magnitude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, And uh, that's really, you know, 10 hours in a week isn't that much. No, when you really think about it. I mean, how many hours do you watch TV? Do you do something else besides yeah. writing? And it really comes down to the priorities. How much priority do you place on writing your book? Right. You want to get it done, you'll get it done. Yep. But uh, I think the key point for me is that um, after our 
cast is over today, I'm going to have to take a look at my schedule and say, all right, here's where those 10 hours are going to come, instead of just saying, I'll find those 10 at some point. Exactly, exactly. It's writing time or it's not. Right. All right, great. So that will be our goals for next week, and I promise you, faithful listeners, that we will at least have good stories about those goals if we didn't meet them, but hopefully we'll actually meet those goals. All right. Well, uh, this concludes episode two. Uh, I'm Jerry. And I'm Brent. And we'll see you guys next week. Or should we have, like, sort of an intro? We've got an intro. Scott does the intro. And then We don't need the intro. And then what do I do? Do I just... Uh... So which fun are we doing tonight? Uh, Lug. 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 Illegal fun extraordinary. So, uh, um, how's that? And then you go sit in the corner. I'll go sit in the corner. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. Oh shit, do you need to yell? That's, he's always that long.